about the proper use of astrology. Uh, do you think about it much? Do you think about ethics in astrology? Do you think about how astrology was once used? There's so much talk around sun sign astrology, natal astrology, and now with the synthesis and resurgence of ancient astrology, I think there's a discussion to be had. So in this episode, I am going to walk you through what I feel is a reason we should use astrology. How can you use it to be empowered? How can you use it in your life to understand others? How should we not use astrology? And what did astrology used to look like? How did the ancients use astrology? And is it different from today? We will be diving into all of these topics to hopefully give you a sense of how you should be using it. And if you're new to astrology, this is going to be very helpful. If you are learning astrology or an astrology expert or connoisseur, uh, then this is just going to be another lens for you to maybe check in with yourself about how you are using this art form. So wherever you are, know that we are sharing this time and space together. Before we get into how and why we should use astrology as a modern day person, right? A modern day man or woman, it's used today a lot differently than it used to be used. And for the purpose of fully understanding that, I think it's relevant to go back in time and to look at how our ancestors were using astrology and why it's been so prevalent, why it's still around today. If you think about how human beings have existed on this earth for about six million years and the modern day human being as we exist today if you look down at your body your hands and legs and feet or in the mirror at your face we are about 200 year 200,000 years old i was going to say 200 years 200,000 years old so astrology was first the first written text of astrology evidence of astrology dates back to 2400 years ago in early babylonia in mesopotamia and at that time you know fire had existed um, since the paleolithic era so fire has been around for a very long time so that was probably all that was available to them and um, imagine that they would look up at a very 
dark sky and be able to see much more than we were able to see today. So the planets at that time, and if it's been a while since you've seen a planet, I encourage you to go outside and look at one. I mean, you can really tell the difference between a star and a planet and how vibrant the planet shines. So they would observe these wandering planets and start to correlate, okay, when these planets are in this part of the sky in the Western Hemisphere or here, these effects would happen on Earth. So they started to utilize astrology to really understand agriculture and to understand the effects of cycles of nature and the seasons related to agriculture, related to their livelihood. And astrology at this time was more universal. It was more used to really understand those big ideas around survival. And you have to remember that even Christianity really didn't come about for 400 years later. So Christianity has been around for 2000 years. In ancient Mesopotamia, where civilizations first existed, the people start to get philosophical and their cosmology or Babylonian cosmology is that the universe is this vital living entity that is one and that they are synonymous with it. So it's an integral part of their universe and they start to really identify with the cycles. And later you see in Roman and Greek culture, this leads to a lot of scientific discoveries because of these long-term observations in which they now want to isolate events. So let's back up a little bit. So we've got astrology in early Mesopotamia and Babylonian, and they're using it, or Babylonia, they're using it agriculturally, and they're starting to think about human nature. And I mean, evidence suggests that there was an early and strong desire to relate to the cycles of Earth and of everyday existence to the stars. And this is how they developed their cosmology, which was their understanding of the origins, the structure and the evolution of the universe that intimately was bonding these human societies to a coherent and knowledgeable universe. And remember, in early Babylonian Mesopotamia, these are only the first written documentations and evidence of uh, horoscope astrology, which I'll define in a moment too. But the most primitive origins of astrology and astronomy predate the human written record. And they found drawings of this, tablets of this, and little bits and pieces of evidence that point to something, point to this knowledge, which I think is pretty profound. So that's what's happening and how it is used in Mesopotamia. In Egypt, as it starts to move over to Egypt or migrate, um, you have priests that start using astrology. And in Egypt, in ancient Egypt, remember priests were doctors and they would look to the stars and the cycles to as a medicinal way of understanding um, human nature and to predict 
certain events that would happen, but also as a healing modality and tool. And then as astrology starts to migrate to Rome and Greece, we start to see that astrology becomes more and more horoscopic. And they're using it now to predict fated events and they're using it to predict emperors and war and what will happen next. There was a methodology that they would use to also employ the ruling class for an extended period of time. And this makes me think of Morgan Stanley and his famous quote, who said that billionaires, excuse me, he says that millionaires do not use astrology, but billionaires do. This always stuck with me so much. It was so profound because I thought of these ancient civilizations, especially in Rome and Greece, um, and later China and India, how they would utilize astrology to continue the royal lineage and to understand who was fated to be a particular ruler. So depending, and there's a famous story too about Nero, the Roman emperor, who was born on a solar eclipse, who ended up being, or excuse me, who ended up burning the city of Rome, right? So this is just a small indication of how it was being used so much during that time and they were able to accurately predict certain events. Another famous case is the prediction of the flood of the Nile River. This is only because of previous observations of what would happen. They started to align the flood of the Nile River with the star series that would rise above a particular point during a certain season. And this is how they knew that it would happen. So there are these fundamental associations with astrology that we cannot deny that our ancient peoples used. So there's both this supernatural emphasis about astrology in which um, at the time they didn't call it theosophy, but they called it philosophy, which is where you later see um, Plato and Aristotle that really are utilizing astrology and they're using it as a framework to define some of the attributes of human nature. I'm not saying that's the basis for their work, but they too um, were utilizing it. And even Alexander the Great, who was spreading this Greek philosophical tradition and intellectual culture that he was really helping to build, um, is where astrology begins to take an emphasis in Greek societies. You can see that it starts in Mesopotamia and it really it starts migrating into all of these other regions and they're adopting it to their society. So it goes from being this agricultural tool and to understanding our existence, to understanding the cycles of time, which then percolates it helps people to wonder about particular celestial objects to make scientific observations astronomical observations that end up becoming factual later on
So in summary, because I can go on and on with, with details for you, um, but for the sake of this conversation, you know, we're really focused on how to use it today. This is just to paint a picture. So there's this lure of astrology in ancient Babylonian civilizations, and as it's migrating among these philosophers and scientists of Greece and Rome, and they're using it to define the essential elements of life and the forces that influence these elements. In addition to this, early astrology provides a coherent worldview. It's reconciling astronomical science with myth and with religion, and it's thus providing social stability. I'm going to say that again. The framework of astrology used to tie in myth and religion provides social stability. And the development of this stable civilization and society becomes enhanced by these astrological interpretations. So it's twofold. There's a sense of divine control, right? And there's this, um, there's this sort of fate to human affairs that astrologers kind of have this knowledge. So astrologers at that time were really knowledgeable. Most were doctors. They were employed by... Uh, kings and emperors and um, and queens and so astrology I think you can agree has really dynamically changed and so when you hear astrologers or talks about um, or media mentions that astrology is this ancient art it is but the way that we practice it today in modern culture has nothing to do with the value that it used to provide for society and then of course uh, in two or two thousand years ago when Christianity really came about there was a disconnect from this from the myth and from this wonder about where our existence, where we come from, right? So Christianity really starts to take a narrative about our origins and starts to downplay astrology and even demonize it. And you can see this very clearly today, how astrology is known as like being uh, not godly, which is crazy to me in that if we're so connected to the universe, and we are a part of this ecosystem, how can we not look at that? And again, this is nothing against Christianity. I'm just painting the picture of how this has evolved and how it's developed. So Christianity is demonizing astrology and priests, yet priests would have these texts um, of astrological knowledge that was not available to the public. It was for their knowledge only. And, of course, this changes with time, but in ancient times, this is how it was when Christianity was first evolving after Jesus Christ. So then, I bet you're wondering, how should we use it today? Well, how do you use it today? Do you read your horoscope? Do you live your life by it? Do you read your horoscope for your rising sign? For your sun sign? For your moon sign? Do you use astrology medicinally to heal yourself? Do you 
Well, let's pause there for a moment. Astrologers were doctors, right? And they would look at the different bios and the different ways using alchemy that a person could holistically heal themselves under certain planetary influences. And there is evidence of this working. So have we gotten away from that today? I mean, I remember listening very recently to one of um, one of Sadhguru's uh, lectures and he was talking about he was joking but it's true he was talking about how there's such a there's a specialist for everything now everyone is a specialist doctors are specialists you can't go see a general practitioner or a family doctor you have to go to a specialist and he was saying the same thing for dentists he was saying you could study one tooth your whole life and still not know everything about it and this makes me think about how little we know of our own universe right and how little we know of our oceans we've only explored something like five percent of our oceans so how can science claim to be the know-all be-all end-all there's just so much more to really look at so within that context, astrologers as doctors, today there are so many different types of astrologers and there are so many different branches of astrology. And I personally, as an astrologer, am seeing some of these facets come back or at least a curiosity to incorporate some of these ancient techniques. It's also relevant to consider the language. If you think about how astrology was moving through these worlds, right, and these civilizations, it really doesn't even end up in English until the 17th century. So that's when it first starts becoming translated um, by William Lilly, who is an English astrologer who predicted the great fire uh, of London on September 2nd, 1666 and he predicted it 14 years before the fire occurred and was actually tried in court for thinking he was the one that set the fire or started the fire because how could he know how could he predict it well he predicted it because he was an astrologer so astrology then is is being translated from these latin texts and then makes it to Western culture as we know it really in the um, in the late 19th century paired with theosophy and their theosophy movement and really starts to take shape as we know it today as sun sign astrology but horoscopic astrology has been around for a very long time and it was used to look at the fate of a person at their time of birth so then astrology becomes this map to guide you through your life to really understand the facets of human nature and your connection to something larger than just yourself too it is to connect you to the cycles of our universe the cycles of time psychological cycles emotional cycles life and death even and that is not to say that you should predict anyone's death i certainly cannot and if someone can 
um, great for them. But astrology is to really look at your relationship to the patterns and cycles in your life. At least that's the way that I look at it. Let's touch on ethics for a moment. When is it not appropriate to use astrology? I would say it's not appropriate if you are feeling disempowered or you're becoming too reliant on astrology. If you can't make a decision without consulting astrology. I can tell you that as an astrologer, I make decisions without looking at dates and without looking at the astrology all of the time. In fact, I find it very empowering to use my intuition, to trust it, to make a decision to move forward with that action and later go back and retro dictate or look at the past and what's happened and look at the dates then and why I was wanting to do that and really understand events in the past. I will choose or I'll look at astrology if I'm launching something. So related to business, I use astrology and I will use it to look at future dates for the most auspicious window. Um, I personally will not read synastry charts for my clients unless they're in a relationship. So synastry, which is your chart and another person's chart, it's essentially if you were playing a tennis match with someone else, you can really understand what is at play and you can develop better relationships. But to look at romantic relationships, if you start looking at a person's chart before you know them, you're not getting to know them. You're getting to know what their astrology says on paper and astrology can become very dangerous if you start dissecting it planet by planet for example if you read venus in virgo if you start reading moon in scorpio and you only read that aspect and that sign you are going to find yourself in a bit of a mud hole you're not going to feel good and what's the point of that Astrology, like anything, is meant for empowerment. But the, the less you know, the more dangerous it can be. And on a side note, I remember being at one of my retreats and this attendee, this woman said to me, look, I studied astrology for a couple years and I just started getting really depressed by the things that I was reading and I no longer found it empowering. And I told her that I had been in a similar experience where you start to learn so much that you get overwhelmed and the process of synthesis in which you're able to really put all of the planets and the signs together and look at the big picture and ask yourself why. Why would a person have certain placements? Then you go through that, that sort of rabbit hole of fear and you start to look, you start to know more about astrology. So you kind of have to push through what little you do know and keep going with it. There is a famous saying um, that, and I cannot think of who said it right now, I will write it in the show notes, but people who are disbelievers of astrology have not studied the subject, period. People who don't believe in astrology haven't studied it or they haven't studied it long enough. It's a lifelong process and it's infinite just like the universe. 
And just like you, you wouldn't want to be deduced by just your sun sign or just one aspect of you. I hope you are enjoying the episode so far. I want to share with you two classes that I'll be launching at the end of September if you're interested in studying astrology or know someone that is. These two classes are going to be deep and both are limited to a small number of people because you'll have one-on-one time and learn a lot about your chart. The first one is called The Foundation. It's a seven-week course and it starts on Wednesday, September 30th. And this is for you if you need to or want to learn all of the basics to embody and to really know what astrology is about. I'm going to share my years of experience. So you'll learn everything that is foundational to astrology. You can read in detail, in great detail on my website, more about this class. If you go to rosetheodora.com classroom and the other class is called Reset. This is a weekly group healing space will meet on Sundays and it launches on Sunday, September 27th. And this is for you if you are looking to deeply reconnect and to recenter and to revisit your soul purpose through astrology. For this one, you do need to know the basics of astrology like signs, elements, houses, and planets, but not much beyond that. So if either of those sound interesting to you, you can visit them on my website and sign up there. I'll also leave a link in the show notes. I think astrology becomes very useful when you utilize it in your life to know thyself, to really go deep with who you are, to understand the cycles of time related to you. When you, if you notice that you were going through a particularly hard time or a particularly positive time in your life, anything that stands out, you want to look at that period of your time through what are called transits. Transits are the sky overhead at that time related to your natal chart to understand what was going on and to under to give you information and to empower you about the cycles of your life because oftentimes when we go through something in life that is negative it can feel traumatic and it affects the nervous system and we become somewhat paranoid about repeating what has happened and so we can become hyper vigilant about Is that going to happen? I'm not sure. And it's not helpful and you can't heal from that. And astrology enables you to look at that time in your life and to understand why it was maybe an isolated event or if it's a reoccurring event, how you can actually work with it. So astrology is never just this predictive tool of this kind of open-ended statement or a blank statement rather, excuse me, but it is a way in which It can give you tools. It can actually give you practical ways to self-monitor and become self-empowered and to really understand how you process things on a personal level. It can also be used to make big decisions in terms of investment. I love using it for, I, I said this earlier, but for investment, for business, or even when to end a certain cycle. And if you ever have the question, why, 
why is something reoccurring or why are you wanting to do something right now you'll be surprised to look at your chart and see what answers you find one thing that i love to use astrology for utilize it is to look at why two people have come together and this is called synastry as i was just mentioning which is your chart and another person's when you're actually in relationship for with them it's so helpful because you can understand different communication styles different motivations different emotional needs society has such it's so formulaic and even psychology and and if you've heard previous episodes and me mention psychology i respect it a lot especially psychiatry um and neurology but i think there are some serious issues with it in terms of neglecting the spirit and neglecting the soul's journey but if you're looking at what society tells you is normal then you are going to find that you're lost because you're seeking outside of yourself to fit into society's standards and the norm and you're not none of us are normal and so astrology can really be utilized to make unique choices for you based on your personal processing your emotional needs and to have healthier relationships with those in your life to reiterate what i was saying earlier about relationships you really shouldn't study someone that you don't know that would be um i think a big no no and a, a waste of the astrology knowledge and kind of a misuse of this very profound art utilizing astrology for understanding or to understand your child to understand an infant who cannot yet speak child astrology is really fascinating because a child doesn't become their sun sign readily they are their moon sign and they are the moon sign relates to our emotional needs you can actually see um the way in which they need comfort and dietary needs and what their habits are sleeping habits and patterns and this is really useful information for a parent who cannot uh communicate who cannot ask their child what they need and then of course there is medical astrology and a way to look at the psychosomatic and the spiritual root of why someone is having health issues and these are things that most western doctors cannot tell you they will treat the physical symptoms and they will prescribe you a medication that doesn't actually solve the problem that is existing within you one of the lighter and more fun ways that i utilize astrology and that is unique to me specifically is that i use astrology as a holistic healing tool but also as an aesthetic preference so i will look at why someone makes particular style choices color choices dietary choices and look at uh their workout style their sleeping patterns and actually give recommendations that are personalized for you so that you can choose or at least understand why you're choosing certain things and if it is beneficial to you a lot of times what happens is that 
big name brands. And again, society will tell us what is trending, what to wear, what to eat, what is healthy. And these are just trends. They're not long lasting and they have nothing to do with you. They're not personalized for you. In fact, advertisers use color to send you subliminal messages about particular things. And so using astrology to make healthy choices can be very empowering. And it is the way that I love to use astrology. Of course, it's a lighter and fun way to do it, but it works and it's relevant and it is personalized. And lastly, astrology, when it is used to understand a political climate, to understand what is affecting us collectively. Like right now, and you've heard me say this many times in previous episodes, is that the United States is currently having its Pluto return. And that means that it is processing the last 248 years of history and going through a transformation. And God, don't we need it? Yes. So astrology can be used in this microcosmic level and this interpersonal level can be used to understand your soul journey can be used to understand why you have certain hiccups in your life why do you keep repeating patterns what is it within you that is just calling you forward but you don't yet feel brave to actualize it there are those attributes that can also be seen in the chart So if anything, I hope that this conversation has sparked a curiosity in terms of how you use astrology and perhaps some healthier ways in which you can develop a positive and constructive relationship with it. It should never be used to to judge someone's character or to judge them based on one particular placement, nor should you judge yourself based on any particular singular placements. You have to know, you must know the synthesis of your chart and how everything is working together. There is a thing called mitigation too in astrology where something might not be great in your natal chart, but there could be something else that's amazing that is counterbalancing that. So if anything, I hope that you are more inspired to discover the depth of who you are. It has been a real pleasure to be with you for this episode. Thank you. But I think to fully finish the episode, I need to leave you with a quote. This is by Hippocrates who says, A physician without a knowledge of astrology has no right to call himself a physician. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review and sharing it with those whom you feel would enjoy it most. Cede il suo lume alla volta alla stella polare Urano lontano lento meccano del cielo Tutto si muove ma niente si muove davvero E i giorni passano e gli anni e le nozze col velo
raschia la linea degli occhi l'inganno del telo tramontate son le pleie di notte alta io dormo da sola l'attesa è un inganno l'attesa ma preferisco l'attesa è più dolce che non vederti tornare nell'attesa mi conosci così bene ma poi non riconoscerò te Consigliati in cuore, 